I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I'm joined by none other than star of maths and psychosexual therapist. It's Charlene Douglas, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hi, babe. How are you? I'm really well. Busy, but really, really well. How are you? But pretty much the same, yeah. Exa- feeling exactly the same. I'm actually um, sweating me tits off, Charlene. It's been a bit of a busy day. So <laughs> let's I love your honesty. You've got to be, haven't you? God, haven't you got the best smile? Oh, thank you, Blake. Oh, it's so sweet of you to say that. Thank Beautiful you. teeth, yeah. Okay, so let's dive straight into it, mate. Yeah. And I'm going to address the elephant in the room first and foremost. What exactly is a psychosexual therapist? So, so basically, I help people that have sex and relationship issues. So it's a form of therapy, basically. And I think when people hear sex therapists or psychosexual therapists, they're like, oh, so you get to find out about people's fantasies, which, of course, I do. <laughs> but also it's about helping people that are like are distressed about sex and about their relationship. Mate, how on earth did you get into something like that? Because obviously it's not exactly something that's presented to you when you're at school at career day, is it? It's pretty it's pretty niche. No, I mean, my career's advisor said that I'd make a good teacher. So um, I suppose she didn't realise that I'd be teaching about sex. But um, you kind of, you first train to be a therapist, so like a psychotherapist or a counsellor, and then you then find your specialist sort of niche. Um, and I could have gone into the world of drug and alcohol, therapy or like work with young people or children um, but I thought actually when I found out about sex therapy I was like no one does that in the UK so yeah I thought I'll have a bit of that yeah and obviously I know there'll be training you have to do to become a therapist but is there specific training that you need to do to become a psychosexual therapist Yes, you go on to do a further two and a half years of training, but it's kind of ongoing because the world of sex and relationship changed so often. So, you know, you'll study something like 10 years ago and like now there's all these different different things that come out, different conditions, dysfunctions, your sexualities have moved forward. So it's it's just changed so much. You're always learning. I suppose that is a really good point. Like I you think about. Yeah, my mum and dad's approach to like 
sex and relationships and stuff. And even going back further, maybe it's your grandma and granddad's and it was very vanilla, probably very closeted, like very, I say, on the straight and narrow. And then like you look at the world now and there's loads more exploration, like loads of people being loads more adventurous, loads more different things to basically enjoy and do. So I suppose that does make a lot of sense that you've got to be constantly like keeping on your toes. Has there ever been anything that you've learned that's shocked you? <laughs> when you've been well, doing your training, you thought, Jesus Christ, people are into that, are they? Because you strike me as someone who's very open-minded, but there's fucking all sorts goes on, Charlene. Yeah, there, there really is. I think, you know, now this is not like a big thing for me, but I think when I fa- first found out about the world of like, you know, like bondage and domination, that yeah. kind of area, you know, when I sort of found out that there were people in relationships where they would tell the person when they could orgasm when they couldn't, um, I was like, I mean, this was years ago, but I remember thinking, oh, but then a part of me was like, maybe that's a little bit sexy, okay? I mean, honestly, mate, <laughs> fucking, I would be fuming. Like, and that is absolutely not my cup of tea if her cam was like, not, like, you can now, I, I would, not yet. Yeah. I'd be, who are you fucking talking to? I would, I could not be one of those subservient yeah. types. Like yeah. that's would you be the one? Would you be the one that would just orgasm because, like, because they said that you shouldn't? Out of spite, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have a couple. Yeah. How dare you tell me what to do? <laughs> yeah, that is me. I'm quite a vengeful little little critter. Um, I always think, you know, when you um. So we're like, just so you know, I'm very vanilla, very, but I always think when I watch these ones where there's like, uh, you know, on the telly and stuff and somebody, somebody's fetish is like being told to like, being dominated to totally like clean the house. I always think, God, I wish Urkan was a bit more like that. I wish that's how he got off by me telling him to clean the house. (laughs) I feel like that would be a great one. I feel like there's something for everyone most most definitely and you know there are some very interesting fancies in fact there was a book that I read some years ago and it basically had, it was a whole book of like every possible sexual fantasy you can imagine and it was really fascinating like there's something for everyone God, are you, I can imagine it's mad isn't it and variety is the spice of life like I know we say it all the time but it's true isn't it yeah I think the world of sex you do need that sense of like unpredictability you do need a bit of excitement a bit of what's going to come next and I think you know some of the sexual practices now give us that and you know you said a little bit earlier that you're quite vanilla in in your approach but I suspect that if there were other things that maybe were considered that maybe were considered non-vanilla that were right up your street, you would be you'd be up for it. I yeah. suppose it's about exploring what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah, I suppose like obviously I'm trying like I think I, I am trying to be a little bit more open-minded and stuff like that. But I've said this before, I sort of didn't grow up in a house where these things were spoke about. I haven't got the type of mates where you're like, oh yeah, and you know, I'm swinging from the chandelier or whatever. Like I've I've grown up in a space where it wasn't really talked about, Mm. you know? So I think subsequently maybe sexually I am potentially a bit stunted. But like I really love my inner kind sex life. Like I feel like that's what we have is really nice and really lovely. And I don't want any more, I don't think. So maybe I have found what's right for me. Yeah, and do you know what? And I think you've made a really good point there because I think that people assume that you should be like swinging from the chandeliers 
And, you know, there are a lot of people that I know that are swinging from the chandeliers and they are not in a happy relationship at all. But oh. other areas of their relationship is just down the pan. Yeah. So I think if you found a nice balance where you've got the emotional intimacy, you know, you spend good time together. And I know being around you and Erkan, you guys laugh all the time. You've got a really great friendship and a good foundation. Then, you know, you, your sex life is your sex life. And I think what's really important to say as well with sex is that it changes, doesn't it? So it might be that you're both okay with how it is right now. And in a few years time, you might be like, oh, actually, I wouldn't mind trying a little bit of this. And if both parties say yes, then, well, hey. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's communication, isn't it, in a relationship? Like that's super important to be having yeah. these like conversations and working at like making sure you're both still happy and you're both on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's that C word that people think, oh, yeah, we know we're in a relationship. We know about the C word. But actually, it's really important to be able to have like clear communication with yeah. one another. And a lot of couples don't. No, I know. I'm going to go after this podcast and tell Erkan that if he ever wants to be one of those little fellas in the plastic suits who cleans me house, I'd be more than OK with it. <laughs> He'll be like, were you just talking to Charlene? <laughs> She'll be so angry. He'll be like, I'm fucking practically doing that anyway, just not in the little suit. <laughs> Bless him, mate. So obviously you have made a career out of this, Charlene, like both yeah. on screen and off. You're super passionate about it. What is it that interests you about people's sex lives? I mean, don't get us wrong, mate. I'm fascinated as well. But what is it that interests you particularly? You know, I think the thing is, is this, I am very much a believer in seeking pleasure. I think life is hard enough as it is. We get a difficult, you know, we have a difficult time at work sometimes or in relationships. There's financial issues, health issues. So I feel like sex is that one thing that's usually free that we can have a lot of fun with. And there are so many people I know that are not happy when it comes to their sex life. And I just want to be able to help people to to be happy and to enjoy what they do and and to dispel some of the myths, you know, like, you know, all those kind of myths like, you know, women don't really like sex and, you know, women struggle to orgasm and all those kind of silly myths. I'm like, if you actually know the facts and you actually know what works for you and your body, you can have the best sex ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it is right, isn't it? And I do think in particular as women, there's a, for a long time, there was sort of this almost like a, a, a shame attached to enjoying sex, you know, like, and I'm really sorry for the sentence I'm about to say, because it's super not nice and not really progressive. But if you loved having sex, it was almost like you were a slag. Right. That is how, like, that is how I grew up. That's what yeah. I genuinely believed. And it right. took us being like, even like, I think my time on Geordie Shaw really, really messed with my feelings with towards sex mm-hmm. um in particular the public's reaction to it and stuff and I think it because of that probably added to the, my attitudes to it and it's only since getting into my 30s where I've thought you know what there's absolutely zero shame in this and I think it's a movement I think it's happening all around me people are being more honest they're being more open there's more really nice discussions happening around it so I think that's definitely added to me being more confident about it and stuff and yeah. realizing there shouldn't be any shame in enjoying it but no I, I definitely felt that way when I was younger Sean Charlene yeah yeah do you know what you're, you're right and I think that we still have a long way to go don't we as as women yeah. 
to really tap into our sexual self and to be able to say, you know what, this is what I like. Like there's a lot of heterosexual couples that I work with where when their guy says to them, hey, like, what do you like in bed? They get all giggly and uncomfortable. They, they're not able to really even say, but they can't say the words out loud. Like, and they don't even allow themselves to think about what they enjoy. And I think, you know, it's still in us, isn't it? Where it's like, we're not allowed to be too freaky. Like, we don't want to be too freaky. We don't want to be kind of, you know, we don't want our guy to give us a side eye, like, well, yeah. you've been that to in your past, you know? So I think we're getting there. And I'm, I'm hopeful that my work will help people to tap into what, what works for them and to really own it. No, I, I think it will. And the more conversations and the more brilliant TV shows and the, the more... I just think people using their platforms to spread awareness and talk about stuff like this, like the, the, the more relaxed people are going to be about the subject, you know. I'm yes. certainly loads more forthcoming than my mum or dad ever was, you know. Right. Yeah. So pro- the chances are I probably won't be able to get my kids to shut up about shagging. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, my darling. That's a good thing. <laughs> You're doing the God's work, Charlie. Yeah. You really are. <laughs> ask and I know it's not like a one-size-fits-all type thing but if you kind of had some blanket advice for three things to improve intimacy in a relationship yeah so we've mentioned the first one communication it's really key to be able to communicate with your partner about how you want sex what sex means to you etc but it's also really important to listen to what your partner is saying and to provide a nice emotionally safe environment so they feel comfortable telling you more And I think that's really key because so many of us say, yeah, you know, I'm a good listener. But then when our partner says something, we're frowning and we're like, you know, or we're taking it offensively what they're saying. And then that means they don't want to say much more. So communication is key. The second one, did you want to say something there? No, no, no. I was like really listening along and it really resonated with me. I often, I'm terrible, like Charlie, and I always say, oh, like I feel like I'm such, I love chatting to people and stuff, but that's the thing. I love fucking talking, mate. Like I I do think potentially I could work on my listening because sometimes I think, are you listening to understand that lovely person who's taking the time to talk to you? Are you just listening for your turn to speak? Mm -hmm. And I worry that I'm like that. So I was like really nodding along with you there because I think, no, I need to do better. I hope I can feel heard. But it's that. The thing is, Vicky, you know, when, you know, we we say so many brilliant things. So, of course, we'd love to talk lots and lots, right? Because, I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to listen to us? 
So, you know, I understand that, you know, it's something that we have to kind of balance. But I would say this, I think when you listen, really actively listen to somebody, you can hear a lot about what's really going on for them. And if you're in a relationship with someone, it can really help to solidify your relationship. Um, And I would also say as well, just like I said, be careful sometimes with face expressions when your partner's sharing how they feel about something, any frowning, rolling of eyes, anything like that will mean that they're not going to feel comfortable coming back to, to you again in the future. So communication key. Erkan's not the most communicative person in the world. Like he's so lovely, Charlie. Like he's the kindest person, but he tends to bottle things up. Have you got any advice on that front? So I think often, so, and I hear this often with, when it comes to men, that they don't always want to talk about things. They do bottle things up. I think with men, it's, I think, I say men and women, with you know, anybody that, that's like that, it's really important to find a time that works for them. So it might be like a date night where you say, look, as part of this date night, let's, you know, speak about, you know, our relationship and some of the fun things we want to do. And then let's go out to the cinema afterwards. So they know that this is a time that we're going to talk about it and you're not going to randomly spring it on them when they're making a cup of tea. Yeah. In saying that, there are some people that would prefer a more of a relaxed approach. So, for example, if you're like going on a drive somewhere, you're not like eye to eye staring at them saying, let's talk about our love life. But instead, it feels more relaxed. And, you know, you're looking around, they're looking around. And then you can kind of just introduce the topics that you want to speak about and go from there. But I think the key is when they do open up to help to create an environment where they really feel comfortable to open up to you more. That, that's important. And what you said a little bit earlier about, um, sometimes struggling to listen, you know, does Erkan maybe pick up on that? And does that maybe mean that he doesn't always then want to say too much more? Yeah, maybe, maybe Charlie. I, I think you're right. Like, it's all about how, as well, how I react to him telling his stuff as well. So I'm going to work on the old rest and bitch face because even when I think I'm looking like engaged and interested and sympathetic and all the things you're meant to look, I probably look fucking fuming. So <laughs> I will I will work on that too. So communication, very important. What's number two? Yeah, so the next thing I would say, be intentional. And I think for a lot of people, they kind of feel like because we love each other, it will just happen. It'll be fine. But I know as a couples therapist that a lot of the couples that I work with have grown apart and they don't know how that happened. They're busy with life, busy with work, busy with children. And before they know it, they don't really even know each other and there's no relationship. And then they come to me and expect like magic. Magic. <laughs> hey, like, do... <laughs> they don't even like each other. So I'm like, Okay, I can do. I can see what I can do here, but really, you should have maybe come to me a little bit earlier down the line. But what I would say is, if you can make sure that you're intentional to connect with your partner, to meet their needs, you know, flirt, flirts with them as well. I think a lot of people forget the art of flirting. Um, some people say to me, "Well, we we work far apart, we work long hours, we don't even see each other," but you can still flirt. You can send nice, sexy text messages. You can put a little post-it note in their briefcase that when they go to work, they see a little note that says, I can't wait until you come home tonight, babe. You can find these. That's so cute. I love those ones. I thought you were going to say, like, set, like sending raunchy pics and that. And yeah, Erkan... You can do that too. I mean, gosh, yeah. Erkan, I get really worried about the cloud. Charlene, I get that. I don't, I don't trust the cloud. Yeah. But yeah, Irk's just, just literally been lamenting that I don't ever send him sexy pictures and that. Like, well, most, it's so hard. Like, I totally get the things you're saying, but honestly, mate, day to day life is so busy and there's so many demands on your time and you've got to be here, there, and everywhere, acting like superwoman. Like, yeah. 
on a standard Tuesday is not the day for me to be sending like a sexy pick. I've got like me Marks and Spencer's nudie bra on and like knickers that don't match and me little period belly. Like I do think it's hard, isn't it? Like, and yeah. I understand why some people struggle to keep the spark alive. Me and him have only been together five years. So tech so still in its infancy, the relationship. And I do still feel like we're in a honeymoon period sometimes, but yeah, I think about 15, 20 years in and I totally understand why it's, yeah, it, it you've got to be intentional. Yeah, that is it. You Definitely. do. I'm, I'm going to write him a sexy text message. Yeah. I didn't sound believable, did I? No, I, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. <laughs> you know what? I, I believe you. And I think yeah. that you can make it really sexy. I think Erkan will be super turned on. Right. And okay. he'll be like, did Charlene tell you to write that? However, yeah, he will know I'm up to something. You'll think it's a trick. Charlene, I'm going to do it now. Help us craft it. Okay. Hey, stud. Shall yeah. I say hey, yes. hey, stud? Yeah. Um, how is you? How is your Willie? No, that's not <laughs> yet. Charlene, I need your help. Help me. Okay. You might not want to go straight in with how's your Willie. You might be, you might want to say something like, um, you know, like put a bit of mystery in the space. Like, okay. can you guess what I'm wearing right now? Or, okay. you know, um, what would you like me to wear when you come in tonight? Yeah, okay. So, can, something can, something that kind of gives a bit of a mystery, like, yeah, you know, so he can't wait to come home. Okay, can you guess what? What I'm wearing? What I'm wearing right now? Yeah. Now, um maybe I can send you a sneaky little picture. Yeah. Fancy a, fancy a sneaky peek for your eyes only. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to do it. Speaking of me getting into this. I am. Look at me. I'm on fire. I am sexy. Okay. Fancy. Yeah, me, no, no, don't go, don't go. Hold me hand. Hold me hand, Charlie. Fancy a sneaky peek for your eyes, for your eyes only. For mm. your eyes only, baby. Yeah. Maybe put like a sneaky little emoji, like a wink or. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So can you guess what I'm wearing right now? Right, right, okay. I'm going with fuck me, my emojis, mate, are not the it's not me most used or not the sexy ones, right? I need to find some sexy ones here. Oh, I like that man who's got the glasses and the mustache, but that's for another occasion, isn't it? Um, yeah, that might not be the thing that's gonna turn her can on. No, it's not. Maybe it actually, actually, actually looks a little bit like he's da. <laughs> Right, I won't use that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're thinking more the wing. We're thinking the, um, yeah, the tongue out. That's I'm doing the, the, doing the wink. I've gone for it. You got the wink? Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Sent it, Charlene. I've done it. Okay, we've just got to wait for the reply Excellent. now. We'll see what he says. I mean, he might just come running in because he's yeah, he excited. He'd be like, Vicky, Vicky. <laughs> Right, while we wait for his reply, yeah. the embarrassing will thing. Oh, he's typing. Listen, I told you the he's guy typing. was like quick smart when you send a message like that. What the fuck is that? <laughs> but you know what's really interesting about? It? Look how quickly he started to type. <laughs> he says, "Are you well?" <laughs> So what can you respond to that, Vicky? Um, yeah, but my loins are on fire, Erkan. <laughs> oh, Charlie. I want to say, I'm, I'm just here thinking about you and feeling quite turned on. Just, yeah, 
thinking about you? Because <laughs> stud question mark. Oh, I really need to work on this, Charlene. Just yeah, thinking about you and your wicked pain. No, that's too much. <laughs> okay, and your and getting my and feeling feeling hot. Yes. Yeah, I believed you when you said that word. Yeah. Yeah, it was hot moment yeah. feeling. Yeah. Hot, hot. <laughs> oh, do you know what this shows me is that I desperately need to work on this because he is so confused. He's clearly deprived of this type of intimacy. Oh, you know what? It does take a bit. Of, it does take a bit of work. Of course, you've got to be kidding us. Just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's not used to it so he thinks it's in that joking space which is which is also fine but you know the next stage would probably be you sending him a picture and saying no I'm actually waiting for you oh my gosh that gave me butterflies in me told me that was sexy and quite (laughs) sorry sexy and quite scary really what was the scary part about the UGB I'm so sorry, Charlie. Yeah, I was making you cough as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm obviously allergic to intimacy. <laughs> or trying to be sexy, I don't know. <laughs> Let me just... oh. Um, real, So it's obviously really out of me comfort zone. Yeah. Like, obviously grew up with all those things in my head, like women who initiate stuff like this or a certain type of thing. And, you know, the things I got called when I was on Geordie Shaw, when I showed any signs of sort of like... it you know, any signs of sexual um, being. So, yeah, I think yeah. I think those things are very deeply ingrained and conditioned into us. So getting out of my comfort zone and being like this is, it makes us feel loads of things, mate, if I'm honest. Yeah. But, you know, Vicky, you know, sometimes, I mean, we've sort of done that as a bit of a joke, but, you know, there are other ways that you might want to explore in terms of how you get yourself into that sexual space. And yeah. it may not be those types of messages at the very beginning so there's kind of three types of what we call sexual desire I mean this is going to feel very school-like now right but no no really, no but I'm interested this is really important right so there's spontaneous sexual desire so people that could be like hey I feel horny I'm going to send a text message hey let's have sex right now partner comes in rip their clothes off jump on them you know like we see in the movies that's I was going to say it's like in films and in books and right. that's like as I didn't realize there was people doing that like I've got too well, much to be doing to be shagging on Tuesday afternoons and that <laughs> so the thing is so most women don't experience sexual desire in that way it's usually men I think the statistic is around 70 to 80 percent of men experience sexual desire in that spontaneous way right women usually experience sexual desire in two other ways now the first one is contextual sexual desire so it's based on the context so maybe if you are in that sexy underwear, you're on a night out, you maybe had a glass of wine, you're dancing to music, your partner comes up comes, comes up to you and dances with you, and then you start to feel a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then you're in the car on your way home and you're cuddling in the back seat, then you might start to notice, oh, okay. And then I, it can go from there. Yeah. I think that's most likely how I get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the third one is responsive sexual desire. So it's in response to something. So it's in response to a kiss or a hug or even something oh, non-sexual. So for example, if you've come home. I feel like empties the dishwasher. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you <laughs> he's like come home early to empty the dishwasher because he knows you're going to have a busy night. And then he's put some petrol in the car because you've got an early morning next morning. Yeah. And sometimes you'll just look at your partner and you just think, 
that's such a sexy thing to do. Even yeah. It's sexy. Do you know what I mean? No, I know exactly. I thought I was mad for that. But like it obviously if me and her kind of had a drink, we're in a nice restaurant or, you know, like you say, the dancing thing, that's really yeah. in the car coming home. Like it'll be, it is, you do feel some type of way, yeah. don't you? Yeah. But then it's mad. I thought I was like one of the, I thought I was, I was like, I thought it was a sign I was getting older, if I'm honest. Like oh. when he saw, when I come home and the house is tidy, oh, do you know what always gets me? This is mad. I can't believe I'm telling you this, Charlene. When he's really nice to the dogs. Yeah, that because makes sense. Yeah. They're my children. And when I yeah. see him, like being kind to them and like talking in a baby voice with them, like, which you'll yeah. kill us for telling you. But like, <laughs> and, and he's being like absolute Urkan, dad of the air, I think. Uh, fucking get your clothes off it. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? I think it's okay to say that, you know, like to be able to say, do you know what? I find it super sexy when you like that you're really nice to the dogs or when you fly to the house, like it really turns me on. And there's nothing wrong in saying that. The thing is, society has told us that what should turn us on is a penis or a vagina or a vulva, you know, like, or you know, seeing like his strong shoulders. But actually, sometimes it's the thoughtfulness part yeah. of die that is a bit that's the most sexy and I think the key is to make sure that you don't fit into that little box of I need to just switch switch on sexual desire just like that I know we had a little bit of a game earlier to try, and I think we worked out that maybe spontaneous sexual desire isn't your bag probably not my thing surely no. but then it's nice to know like the other things that potentially are yeah, but I also think, you know, you probably would be that person that could send that text message if the other parts has happened first. So yeah. if you're on the night out, you're dancing together, he's upstairs getting unchanged as you've gone home, you're downstairs, you're in that mood still, music's playing, then you might be like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he will probably be more, like, responsive as well, because obviously... Yeah. He knows, like he saw us a couple of hours ago, we just had a big Mac. He knows I'm 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 not DTF. So I think under different circumstances, that really could be the thing. Charlene, I'm having such a nice time, although you are making me really hot under the collar. I'm gonna go and cool myself down and spray some deodorant and I'll see you in part two. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.